wrote. Issa's going to have pieces in the New Yorker someday. Like that's, that's where that's, that's Issa's better. trajectory. That is better. Nico only says that because I recently got a subscription to the New Yorker, so they're just littering my house right now. Did you guys know they're weekly? Yeah, and I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited because I'm reading them. Wait, that's fascinating. No, I do <laughs> not know they're weekly. I'm taking Issa's old ones because she can't. Please. It's kind of like in that episode of or not episode that one Harry Potter movie when all the letters keep coming through the mail. <laughs> Issa's like, I literally can't handle it. Wait, it's so exciting to get any mail at all. Hi, Nico. Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. Mm, a little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you to ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. Grab a boys. Grab a bagel. I was like, what do boys eat? <laughs> Hey, Nico. Hey, Connor. I have a couple... I don't like the way you said Connor. Sorry, let me start again. Go. Hey, Nico. Hey, Con. Does that make you feel better? Yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping all of that in there. <laughs> okay, I have a couple of boys clubs because yesterday I was at the Hartford Convention Center in Connecticut. That's a short story. It is. <laughs> you said that yesterday. Okay, okay. That's why I wrote my jokes for the pod. So... No, I didn't mean it like that. I meant that made me laugh yesterday when I needed it most. Wait, are we fighting? No, I needed a laugh yesterday because I was in the Hartford Convention Center and you sent me that. I know. I, I don't think that you should have to go there alone. No. Um, for the boys at home. Well, first of all, boys who came to our Union Hall show on Wednesday, thank you so much for coming. It was a blast and we really appreciate all the love that we felt. So thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, our Anyway, I was in Connecticut for this, like, basically it was a convention for college like student unions to come see like acts that they can book for their student union events which range from magicians to axe throwing to me so it was like kind of a hodgepodge of things the first guy that went was a rapper who did three wait you see every single person who's performing on my like it's america's got talent it's yeah the first person was a rapper the second person was a spoken word artist then me and so the rapper Went first, did three songs, and he was how long? So, ten minutes. Ten minutes. He was so out of breath. It was hilarious. Like he clearly has never performed live before. Or everyone's rates the same. I have <laughs> no idea. But he was he was so out of breath in a way that it was like deterring the performance. And he also <laughs> like wasn't rapping over like a, a beat. He was rapping over like the full finished track with his voice in it too. Oh my god! It was so interesting. I was like, just play the music, I guess. I don't know. When you got out, were people um, expecting stand-up comedy? Well, they introduced me as a comedian, so I suppose so. But it certainly wasn't like the act before that had like warmed them up for comedy. Did they like you? I think so, because okay. everybody that's at a student union, and this is a lot of love to them. I think is a gay is gay or an ally completely you know what i mean no i absolutely do absolutely like that is kind of the vibe of a student union yeah you're not picky if you're no i mean you're cool you're not in greek life you're in sub they call it sub where you were from they call it jeeds goddamn independent oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um our student union board yeah no they were cool they always had candy in the room and i was never in the student union board but i would was a part of i would always like walk by and take candy yes no i was like they were like pals yeah yeah. So they, Emily I, Bork was the leader, and now she is a wedding planner in New Jersey. Yeah. And so I think the people that run this event used to do their own student union and then, like, grew up to be like, we should keep cultivating this space. Was it the entire Northeast? Um, There were, like, 85 schools there from, like, all, or reps was from 85 Elon schools. Was Elon there? 
No, from the Northeast. I'm sure they do the one that's in Atlanta. And then on episode 31, we cover geography. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was really interesting. And at one point, I was like, I guess I should get... I had to do a sound check at 4.30. So I was there for... I I left New York at noon, and I got back at midnight. It was like the longest 12 hours. Where did you pick up your car? Long Island City. (sighs) From this little, uh, like, parking lot. Wait, what did they charge you? 130 bucks or something like okay, that. Okay, that makes sense. So cheap for, like, rental cars. Yeah, is that why you went to Long Island City to get the car? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then I dropped it off. I drove it in at, like, midnight into this parking lot. There's one guy I in the was shed. there an hour and a half earlier. I would have waited for you. I know, I should have picked you up. I, I should have picked you up and took you home. Anyway, so I pulled in. If I, to be driven in a car by someone, not in a weird way, is the most intimate thing. I should have called you. I, I would have. I almost picked Maddie up. Wait, I want us to be in a car together. We've we never will, been in a car together. Way. Okay. We've been in Ubers, but never driving just the two of us. Oh, the open road. Never a pr- <laughs> the open on the road. Two we guys should do on it. the road. Two guys on the road. That's God. That's so many movies. So you're in Connecticut. So I'm in Connecticut, and then the probably the worst part of the whole day was when I left after the sound check to go get some food, and the only Were you option alone by myself. The okay. only option was a barbecue place across the street that had like Chipotle. Or Subway sandwich style service where you like watch them make the food in front of you. You know? An independent business. Oh yeah. It's called Bears Barbecue. A small business. A small business in a strip mall across from the convention center. And it was the worst pulled pork sandwich I've ever had. Well, you're from the South. Ten dollars. Horrible. Mm. I felt sick the whole night. Oh no. It was awful. Anyway, so that was my boys club was whatever the hell i went to yesterday <laughs> what's crazy if i had been there with you it would have been you and me sitting there you eating a pulled pork sandwich me you having a, a quest bar, a quest bar with yeah. a tootsie pop i know and then i wouldn't have felt sick the whole night and i would have <laughs> and then i would have been like maybe he's on to something <laughs> no but last night i had a potato before my show and i gotta tell you i had to go to the bathroom the whole time that was too much information. There's nothing worse than when you have to shit before you go on a stage. No, there is. And I'm glad that we're finally talking about shit. We've never talked about shit. We've talked about bottoming, which I think is inherently talking about shit. Okay. But I think that it... First of all, what you just said was absolutely valid. That is a voice club, and you should never have to go back to Connecticut. And I'm I'm sure it worries you for our country every time you leave. Oh, Brooklyn. there was a guy. I, at one point, I was in the Starbucks, at, which was inside the Marriott, that was connected to the convention center. Oh, my it God. It doesn't get more suburban than that. I know. You're so far from the outdoors. And there was... I know. It's like... <laughs> In the smallest ring of hell. And then in in walks a guy with a MAGA bag. And I was like, I gotta get out of here. That's where you really need someone to make eye contact with. Yeah. You need someone. Or to live stream it. And then make eye contact with all of your followers. Wait, also I was thinking of you because in the background of this Starbucks, there was, CNN was playing. And Nancy Pelosi's <gasps> husband got attacked. And I was like, Connor would know about this. Yes. Wait, I'm upset about, I am mad. I'm like. Oh, it is scary. Did you see on my story the other day where I was like. Once every two years, I get really pissed and then just say, all Republicans you really are idiots. Because I worry that some of my followers are Republicans because they're hot girls and yeah. that there's a, a, a big, a lot of overlap with hot girls and Republicans. You cannot be a Republican and be sane anymore. If you are a sane person, you are a moderate. The Repu- you Republicans are fucking lunatics. You're all fucking lunatics. Am I right? I'm with you. Is your dog going to be mad, though? No, he's not a Republican. I would consider him a moderate. Okay, exactly. He is attacked. This man is attacked in his house with a hammer. Yeah. And it's like, that is directly related to the insane insanity of Donald Trump. Yeah. So, like, if you even, if you remotely like Donald Trump, then you you got to go. Like, you got to go. go. Those people got to go. No, I'm with you. It's, it's 
It's too much. It's and too that's much. why we have to go on tour. <laughs> to bring the to bring the good word. <laughs> yeah, to bring the good word. I love it. I'm sorry. Nancy Pelosi is an American fucking hero. And so, Whoa, wait. Strong take on the pod. I was going to say, I'm kind of Gen Z, like, in some ways that, like, I'm kind of, like, cool and, like, commitment averse and, like, have an eating disorder. But then I'll also, like, the most millennial thing about me is I'll be like, but I love Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's where you and I diverge is your um yeah i have full disdain for every politician and you do not, <laughs> not for, wait the the clips of her on january 6th i was like this woman is an american hero did you see them she's an american no absolute american hero <laughs> i was like shaking her head <laughs> wait my reaction to nancy pelosi videos um on january 6th are the same as my reaction to the taylor swift documentary where i was like i will live the rest of my days to defend this woman okay absolutely and like did i like midnights no but do i like taylor swift absolutely i like midnights i listen to it on my drive home okay i like I take i like i like midnights too actually because nico does and thank you uh, yeah but like i love nancy but my boys club is um my boys club is Nancy Pelosi because she is the best. She's okay, not being my boys club today. So it's a good boys club. Wait, and one boys club I want to start in the world is someone to come to the gym with me and hand me dumbbells so I don't have to hurt my wrist. I did I that tra- for you one time. Wait, yeah. I, do, you want, do, you want to do, that every, do you want to do that four times a week for I an hour? I got an Equinox email again from the one time I used my guest pass with you. They're desperate. They're going under. You can come to my gym. Wait, okay, so today you saying Equinox reminded me of this. Wait, how many times a week do you go? Five. Wait, for an hour? Uh, it depends on how much time I have. I'm trying to up the times that I lift in this world. Okay, but Soul, at Soul Cycle this morning, I went to a Halloween themed Soul Cycle class. Were you? Were, were people in costume? No, but last like. So did they play monster actually, mash? Actually, the instructor. On the instructor. I know. The instructor was in costume. The instructor just as Wednesday Adams, but the instructor, <laughs> which makes sense because the instructor is witchy. And she said, we're between two equinoxes. I have to chat with Jesse on this. And maybe you, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we're between two equinoxes. Not the, not the gym, the God's equinoxes. And like two equinox, like with the stars. And now is a really good time to oh. let go of anything in your life that's not on stable ground. Definitely talk to Jess about that. She'll know. Yes. And I was very inspired by that. I was like, now is a good time. To-. And the way she said it, things that, like not anything that's bad, Things that aren't on stable ground. And I was like, I need to... So so some of you might not be getting a text from me this week. I will never forget last year on Maddie's birthday at midnight was when the Taylor Swift read um, Taylor's version that released. That was a year ago? All Too Well released. Yes, all that. Like, Taylor's version came out midnight of Maddie's birthday. It was me, Maddie, you, and Jesse in your room, Issa, our guest today. Um, I'm obsessed with she's the first person to not talk. Because she knows that we don't have control and she's being good for us. <laughs> I had a student like you, Cherish Stanton. She was so good. But we were in Issa's room. This all too well is playing at like full blast. And Jesse is in the corner manifesting because of the full moon and like something to do with the stars. And I was like, this is the gayest shit I have ever been a part of. And you know what? <laughs> she probably got what she was manifesting. I hope so. I hope she gets everything she's ever wanted in this life. No, Nobody I, deserves it like Jesse does. No, I completely agree with that. I know. Except for Maddie and both of you. Will she be... <laughs> and all of the rest of our friends, honestly. <laughs> Will she be Princess Diana? I think she maybe is for one day. I know she went as something scary yesterday. Have you ever noticed... Back to the part where we deserve things. <laughs> Have you ever noticed the scar <laughs> in my head? Yeah. Do, do you know what that's from? From when you uh, hit your head in your freshman year dorm and that guy took you and you were like, don't give me an ambulance. I don't have the money, but yes, you did. <laughs> 
like, oh my god. We gotta go on tour. <laughs> you have your so bad. Like a There's all these hot photos of the Jen Wagley took where you just see this crazy scar in the back of my head, and but I'm wearing like an expensive polo and like I have a spray tan, and I'm like, I fucking love this because like this is a hot photo of me fucking running shit. Yeah, running. My dad's not gonna like whatever running shit. And, mm-hmm. but there's still this, okay, there's this line from a Papa Roach song that's like, our scars are minus that the past is real, Papa but he says Roach. it like, he says it like, <laughs> a minute. our scars are minus that the past is real. And, and I'm like, yeah, maybe like, I'm a hot beach, but I've freaking been around the block. And like, that scar is a reminder that it's like, we've, we've been through shit. It's true. Issa's got scars today. Yeah, too. Issa, Issa too. I think it's a good time to bring our guest in. Boys, our guest today is one of our favorite people in the world. She is going to be the manager to the stars someday. Us. Us. <laughs> um, our first non-comedian officially on the pod, though. She's one of the funniest people we know and an incredible writer. Boys, please give a warm welcome to Issa Leon. <laughs> Hello. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Yeah, close enough. Say but your whole I name. Was... Say your full name. Isabella Alejandra Leon. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Sing to me, Paolo. accent. <laughs> like Sing to me, She knows half of a language. <laughs> I was uh, I was excited for Nico to introduce me because I did not give him any job titles. Give him a credit. Well, I don't have a credit. Your credit <laughs> is copywriting manager. Copywriting manager to Connor Sue. Yeah, for the boys at home <laughs> who don't already know Issa, which many of you probably do, Issa is Maddie's roommate and friend from college, it's true. who has also become a quick. I mean, I would consider her the epicenter of the Brooklyn comedy scene, even though she's <laughs> not a comedian. But a lot of people think I do in a career. Like they think I do comedy, and they come up to me and they're like, "Oh, like." You're never at the mics. <laughs> <laughs> and you will never see me there. Yeah. You should and... be like, mics are a waste of your time. Right at home. <laughs> right at home. The work <laughs> happens in the journal. I honestly, before it's all said and done, somebody's going to try to book you on a show. <laughs> you want to book you? Yeah, let's see what happens. I actually have the worst stage right. Do, do not book me on your shows. Yes, and I'm... you can unfollow me. If you're, if you're a mic, you can unfollow me on Instagram. <laughs> if do you're you a mic. stage right? Stage right? Um... No, not anymore, really. I think I have stage fright. I, I would believe that. I believe a lot of you guys probably do. It's a nerve-wracking thing. I told you this. I have stage fright, and what makes me not have stage fright are the word, are the jokes that we wrote. That's why I can do stand-up, but I would never do improv. I don't again. think I like improv as much because oh. I there's control with stand-up because you know what you're gonna say. We love control. Mm-hmm. When we you go control. up there, do you kind of like? Because every time I do like a presentation for work, I like black out. Like I'm, I, I remember going up in front of everybody, and then I, it's over. Not anymore. Okay. Yeah, me neither. Now I think back to the thirty, and I remember some things I ripped, and I'm like, that was fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, have you ever been to Hartford, Connecticut? No, but I do have a question. Was the MAGA bag like a tote bag? It was like a drawstring bag, which I was like, what interesting merch they're making. Of course, of course it was a drawstring bag. No, but that makes more sense than a tote bag. That makes yeah. more sense than like a little Brooklyn. Like, a New yeah. Yorker tote, as we've covered on this. I saw a guy with a New Yorker tote mm-hmm. and a flannel over jeans that were rolled up over like white sneakers. He had glasses and kind of messy hair. 5'8". I was like, that's a mind gay. I saw him crossing the that street. That is a mind gay. Square park. Wait, speaking of my dad is obsessed with the mind body closet. Thank you. Finally, someone that agrees. Yeah, he was What's really. What's a mind gay? There's three types of gay men in this world. Uh huh. Mind, people that are like New Yorker tote. They're five eight. They wear flannel. They rolled up jeans. They live near Tompkins Square Park. Classic. Or Bushwick. And then two. <laughs> they could also live other places. I think. Also Astoria. Ridgewood. Yeah, yeah. Ridgewood, which Greenpoint. Is there. Absolutely true. Yes. That's true. Like they read books at a coffee shop. They yeah. have a lot of subscriptions. Gay. I'm trying okay. to think of an ex- Maher. 
but he's hot too. I think he teeters. I think what you're saying, both. mind gays aren't hot. No, no, no. Or they can I'm be. I'm a mind gay. You know what I mean? So okay. Well, I haven't heard the other two. So okay. <laughs> then the other kind is body gay. Body gay. Okay. So body gay is like you're you maybe are injecting yourself. You're like Love Berry's boot camp. Okay, drag me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the big part, the circuit party. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you like wear a jock strap, not just to play baseball. You know what I mean? Okay. Sure. And then three is in the closet. I honestly think Halloween is a good opportunity to examine the mind-body-closet paradigm because yes. body gays are probably going as a sexy costume. Yeah. Mind gays are going as a creative costume. I don't know. These Closet days- gays are thankful to dress up. <laughs> Wait, but I'm wearing a flannel jeans, boots, a woody hat, and a bandana. None of it's sexy. None of it's creative. Am I a closet gay today? No, well, we're going to be like cute. Well, it sounds like you're dressed up as a I mind gay on a regular that. day. You're wearing a flannel rolled up jeans. Kind you, you can also it. you can unbutton it a little bit. You okay. can unbutton it a lot of it. Don't beg me. You can do whatever you want. Okay, I will. I got trust here. I uh, will say some of the mind gays. And again, this is a new concept to me. Mm-hmm. But they seem to be like dressing up in like hot puns this year. Like what? Can I don't I know. I saw. Well, <laughs> yeah. What's up? What's a hot pun? Well, okay. Maybe that was a, maybe it was a bad, it was a bad thing because I don't have any uh, to give you an example of. But I did see. So our friend Christian went as Ricky Gervais's Resist yesterday. Oh. Yeah, that was funny. It was like that's like you that's know that's a thinker. Game. Yeah, that's a thinker. But he was no shirt. I always forget that we're bit. supposed to be doing that. My my before <laughs> I like if, I wish I oh. Maybe I should have, like, brainstormed. I never... Halloween's always the kind of thing where you're like, oh, it's Halloween. I know. I did the same thing. That's why I still have to make my costume for tonight. <laughs> no, I'll, I'm going to get some some of the kids with their hockey sticks and put it together for wings. Okay. Hold it together. So Connor's going as Woody and I'm going as Buzz Lightyear. To hold what bad. together? The wings. I have to make the wings. He doesn't have wings. Buzz Lightyear? How the fuck do you think he flies? He's a robot. He's a spaceman. <laughs> He's a person. He's ultimately a toy. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you a picture. Yes, he does have wings. Oh, no, you're, but they're like, like a, like a plane has wings, not like a fairy has wings. Okay, you said whether or not they are biologically <laughs> no, connected no. to him. Because I was trying to help, because I was like, Do I you have, have fairy wings. I have fairy wings, but I was like, Buzz Lightyear does not have fairy wings. No, so I, I got to make those in the back. Oh, this is going to be. Because I'm wearing, I'm just going to wear white. Top and bottom, and then uh, put like make wings, and then maybe wear like a purple thing around my neck for the yeah yeah. But that's where we should. Don't go you think I look like this version of Buzz Lightyear? Sorry. The new one, yeah. Yeah. You have to do the thing where if I click a button, you'll speak Spanish. That's my Pixar. Isa, I would love for you to talk to me only in Spanish. What do you think? I think I think we have friends who speak better Spanish than I do. Who? Lexi Ritter. I I've never heard it, but I believe it. <laughs> I would love this that. is something I'm How mapping onto her. I'm watching the Georgia game with her today, and goddamn, I'm excited. Okay, I'm going to, and How I do she... need you to explain everything. Are you coming? Yeah. Okay, cool. How we'll is she fluent in Spanish? Okay, here's how I found this out, and I kind of confronted her in a crazy way. Uh, I follow her on Twitter, and so you can see what people like on Twitter, which I think is a feature that they should get rid of. That is so it's, private. It is how you can cancel people, though. It is. <laughs> like, you, anyway. Like, reality TV stars, you can be like, okay. Yeah, that's true, and people will, like, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so she kept liking things in Spanish, but not only was it just like in the Spanish language, but it was also like inside jokes that you would only know if you were like culturally Hispanic yeah. of some sort, you know? Mm. Like there was like a, they were, they got really deep to a point where like I actually had to bring it up. And I was like, are you Latina? The answer is no. She just worked in a lot of kitchens. 
Oh, I love that. But she also studied Spanish in college, I think. So I mm. think her Spanish is probably better than mine. Issa, I think we should start asking you about your boys' clubs. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. When I'm nervous, what are they? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, first off, what is a boys' club you were not a part of or okay. are not a part of? Okay, so the first one I actually have written down is uh, I'm not competitive about board games at all. Oh, yeah. But me I neither. love playing them. And the only people that I can get to play with me are people who are really, really into them. Wait, I'll play a board game with you. We played Uno the other day. We did play Uno the other day. And that was silly. Actually, me and Maddie both are pretty pretty tame about board games. I don't mind if people get competitive. It's just like, you're not going to get that from me. Yeah. I'm happy that you're winning. I'm happy that I'm losing if that makes you happy. <laughs> like, I think yes. it's good to have a balance of people. A couple people who are really into it and a couple people who are not. I think that makes yeah. for an interesting dynamic. Like, I will... Oh, my God. Will I cater a snack table for you mm-hmm. i will make sure you have a drink while you're mm-hmm. stressing out about your cards mm-hmm. like that is I, want, I like to host a board game night. yeah <laughs> i don't know if i've told this story in the pod before but my we've had too many episodes but Let my, it out. when i was a kid my dad i did not like anything that was called a win game so like i didn't like winners or losers Ooh, inherit by that's team. pretty common the kids I, I sometimes have to be like nobody won because they'll fucking have a meltdown that's like get fucking used to it some get of you are gonna it. be bad at this. that's what life is and that's the capitalist in you that's it's not the capitalist in me it's the realist it's the pr- it's just how it is <laughs> it's a sport there's it, winners and losers it is quite literally the point of soccer is to win <laughs> yeah but um so my dad got me a collaborative board game called To Grandmother's House We Go. <laughs> that's so funny. Did he make it funny. up? Oh he it. I can see it in my head. And it was like we Hasbro would made together. one version of it and it was at <laughs> Connor's was house. Connor. Yeah, we would work together to get to the end of like the the game. There is collaborative. I mean, there's team There's games. team games. I love yeah. team Cranium? games. Cranium? That wasn't really a competitive game. That was like yeah. build something oh, out of clay. What's the head, heads up? That's like kind of a team game. Yeah. yeah. Headbands? Headbands. I like code that names. One. I love code names. I like code names Can too. Can we play code names? We slayed at code names. You, me, and Freddie, remember? Code yes. Is very we were uh, we were one brain. We were we were taking down the NYU kids in swift and quiet fashion in a way that was so badass. I was really excited. And Nico, Freddie, and I have only known each other for like a year. And they were like really into it, and we were just like, it's probably these three things and just <laughs> slaughtered them were they tish or gal i actually don't know the only did, did, damien wasn't school. tish damien studied like religious know. studies yeah code names is like very like cerebral and creatively satisfying and like mentally i like, think writers love code names because you can be like wow connecting a word you need it you need a thesaurus did you guys ever play bananagrams no i can't spell that was also a boy's club that i was gonna mm. be not a part of you still can't Still can't. <laughs> <laughs> After still all can't these years. <laughs> I can't And I remember specifically when I was in like third or fourth grade, my teacher, Cam Frazier, who regularly called Wait, me who? a brat. Cam Frazier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's his name. Anytime we do names, we like to say them slowly and loudly. Cam Frazier. Cam he was great. Frazier. He did call, he called me a brat. That's rude. That's crazy. He was a anyway, teacher? He was my teacher. Whoa. But he did, I couldn't spell. My mom brought it up and she was like, well, my daughter can't spell for shit. And he was like, it's okay, okay. there's spell check. That's true. So they never, like, sat me down to teach me, really. What? <laughs> they gave up. You don't up. need to spell, but you, you are a copywriter. Yeah. And a I, manager of copywriters. I'm not a manager of copywriters. You, I'm what, just a just copywriter. wait. Just you you wait. just want me to manage you. Yeah. And I will. I manage our tour. I will, I will. Again, I'll get you so many snacks. That's going to be my, my only job. Issa, you would be a slay as a manager. You would have to always have sunglasses on your head like that. <laughs> I, I trust women with sunglasses on their head. Because we're prepared for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sun. It is not like the sun. Claw, wait, claw clip, sunglasses on head. I'm sold. 
Connor, there's a cloth hood on my back, and I can put it on and just wow. amaze you. He'll be so eased. Um, Why I did you call you a brat? No, I'm sorry. I just cut you off. No, that's more interesting. I was just going to say I'm not an oh. excellent speller either. There's a couple words that just I've never been able to spell. Oh, give them to me. Not that I can fact check you. For a long time, definitely really tripped me up for no good reason. Um, license? Still can't do it. Yeah, that's fair. Why should you? No. Tomorrow is one that's still to... I'm like, <laughs> Tom, Aubrey. Like, I'm like... We have said this on the pod. Spelling bees are like ableist. Like... Who cares? Like, some people are dyslexic. Some people I mean, don't know how to spell. Isabel is dyslexic. I feel like that's just like a weird competition to throw all the kids into. Like soccer, you are opting into soccer. You are choosing this for yourself. Oh. We all had to be in the spelling bee. In it is grade. a little bit crazy that they make everybody do the spelling bee. Yes, I bee. went out fourth. It, here's how you know it's traumatizing. Oh, you went out early. On the word unconstitutional. Um, I forgot the AL, but I spelled the rest of it right. Unconstitutional. <laughs> and that's kind of how you get out of the spelling bee. Um, you spell most of it right. <laughs> Brian Regan has a really funny bit about the spelling bee. Have you ever heard that? No. I'll play it for you after. It's really good. It's one of the first stand up bits I ever heard, and I was like, this is. You were like, I have to. This is what I want to do. I, so he wasn't early influenced. Yeah. We also had to do like the tryout for the spelling bee, like mandatorily, which, again, super psycho. Like, super, like, you will learn how to spell. But I remember because I have stage fright, so I don't want to be up there for very long, and I purposely misspelled a word. I don't remember what it is, but it was definitely easy because my teacher, Cam, was like... I don't think you're a brat. I think that's a beautiful story that's going to sad. Go on. Well, Cam was like, you know how to spell this word, and made oh. me go back up because he knew and I was doing it on purpose. He, again, reg- that was like who I was to him. My mom worked at the school, so he couldn't really get in trouble because my mom also agreed that I was a brat. Okay. So it was fine. The front desk. Yeah, my mom was the front desk. I don't think you're I feel like you would have gotten you. way along with the front desk lady. Did you or did you not? Um, well, ours for a while was a man named Bill Lane who was like a retired cop, but oh. it just occurred to me that was bad. Fascinating. Yeah, he but he would do the dare. Mm-hmm. He obviously mm-hmm. did a bad job at dare. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> it, it took a few years for it to settle in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, that person, he, he thought he was so important. He had a walkie-talkie. Oh. Wait. This my mom's is... pals with all the friends, or all the kids. I was always so fascinated, and Mulaney has a bit about this, but jeez, I was always so fascinated by the guy that they bring in to do the safety d- stuff. Did they bring <laughs> in a dog and say, this is Officer Gruff? Was that unique to our no. experience? I wish I had that. That no. sounds sweet. He had a puppet that was a dog. That's actually the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was a real dog. It was a puppet. The puppet. Was he a puppeteer or was he a cop? He was a puppet that's like, he'd come in and be like, Hey, kids, trust everyone in uniform. And then, which is now problematic. I was, so the difference between my, I am, I'm 26, I turn 26 and I have tomorrow. I'm older than both of you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The difference between us is that I grew up at a time where they were like, trust everyone in uniform. And you grew up at a time where they were like, No. This is why you love Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) I I do love her. I think we still grew up in a time where they said trust everyone in uniform. I think kids now are probably going to learn elsewhere. I don't think that they're like anti What do they learn now? Are they like ask more questions? Like ask for a verification? I honestly don't know. Yeah. And I think a lot of kids are the same way, especially with like TikTok and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the Mm -hmm. kids are like weirdly, I don't know, well-informed, but they have a lot of facts. Yeah. A lot of like fun facts. About cops. About cops, about like how you shouldn't trust the government, about like, you know. Good. Yeah. I mean, they're inquisitive for sure. But then my question is... That's so fascinating to me because, like, we live in such a weirdly divided country. I watch MSNBC a lot now because <laughs> I got a TV mounted to the wall, and now I'm like, you're, like, you know, those people that are like, they start watching Fox News and now they're crazy. I started watching MSNBC and now I'm like, I love Nancy Pelosi. But I, <laughs> we're so divided, and it's like, okay, where are those people? Because it seems like they're all 14. Of these, 
They're coming up. They're Do you think that up. those people will be voting? Because it yeah. is scary. There's all these fucking lunatic ass Republicans, every one of them, and that are like about to win midterms. Yeah, I have no idea. And they all hate gay people. Oh. Yeah. But what I was going to say about young people. I was talking to Maddie Weiner about this, about how we were talking about when you do stand up about like specifically about gender stuff, you're like, how can I best explain this quickly so that you understand what I'm talking about, but that I don't have to like stand up here and talk about this in a non-funny way for like, how can I do some exposition in a really yeah. short, clear way that makes even the most novice person on board with what I'm saying? Completely. And they were saying how I was saying I feel lucky because people understand because I'm just kind of like, here's a twist on your typical boy girl shit you know what i mean yeah. but like with non-binary people it's like this is a whole new thing that a lot of people don't know about yeah but we were saying like as right now we're doing comedy for a lot of audiences who are older than us but like as we get older there will be more people our age or younger watching comedy so like you won't have to explain non-binariness to younger people they yeah. already know you know what yeah. i mean like in 10 years when a 14 year old is a 24 year old in an audience they're just gonna know all that already yeah that's true so it's like from that perspective it's really great that i mean from a million i don't know it's just like yeah. not something that i feel like we're gonna have to worry about forever people are the least educated that yeah. they'll ever be right now Ex exactly that was really smart oh <laughs> <laughs> worked in politics for a summer so speaking of smart isa can't spell neither can we oh i know it's so sad um did you have another boys club you weren't a part of i did and let me let me pull my notes up Oh, I mean, there's classically, I'm not a stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. I love your vibe today. Thanks. Issa, I actually do want to hear <laughs> in a more formal way your thoughts on being in this space, in this like Brooklyn alt-comedy space as a non-comedian, but being friends with all of us. I feel like I uh, got into like a... <laughs> I was going to compare it to getting uh, like... Lost on like an island, like, like this plane crash, and where the hell did I? Yeah, I couldn't think of the word plane crash. That's what it was. But yeah. I, I just can't imagine what your family at home thinks. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Well, I am like, they think like me. I'm like super. I'm like the annoying liberal cousin, and like the, the most liberal daughter. You know, like mm -hmm. that's kind of like yeah, that's yeah. kind of like the vibe they give me. They give to me. Um, so this, they think this makes a lot of sense. I think. Okay. Like, oh, all your friends do little creative things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They you're, also don't you're really a writer, so your friends. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But, no, it does feel like I, I mean, I was interested in comedy in college, which is how me and Maddie met. I don't know if you know this. I do. You ran a show together. Mm-hmm. Yonkos, and I think it's Yonkos, still yeah, going Caroline? out. With Caroline Siancy. Who I love. Shout out. Incredible. We got to get her on the pod, though. She would be amazing. She'd be incredible. Yeah. Um, but so I did that, and then I wrote satire in college. And then I became closer friends with Maddie, and we moved in together. Mm -hmm. You wrote satire. I didn't know that. I was the president of the satire club. You yeah. were a satire club? Yeah. That's why I said Issa's pretty much a comedian. <laughs> Wait. Well, that's beautiful. Syracuse had so many opportunities for you to grow. Yeah, sure. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Syracuse was fine. Go but it, it, did, it did put me in contact with Maddie and Caroline, and then I moved here. You produced a show there. Yeah, it was called Yonko's Yuck Fest. Also, Will DeVito. Shout out Will DeVito. Last drop, right? Yeah, that's how Caroline and Maddie kind of like fell in love. Mm -hmm. I don't get why you aren't doing comedy anymore. I have stage fright. Wait, I have stage fright. You write jokes and then you say the jokes that you wrote. Issa's going to have pieces in the New Yorker someday. Like, that's, that's where, that's Issa's trajectory. That is better. Nico only says, like, I recently got a subscription to the New Yorker, so they're just littering my house right now. Did you guys know they're weekly? Yeah, and I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited because I'm reading them. Wait, that's fascinating. I, I do not know they're weekly. I'm taking Issa's 
old ones because she can't. Please. It's kind of like in that episode of, or not episode, that one Harry Potter movie when all the letters keep coming through the mail. <laughs> and he's just like, I literally can't handle it. Wait, it's, it's so exciting to get any mail at all to get something. I know. So I know. And, and they're the beautiful. Covers are fun. And they're good. Wait, are you? I learned a lot about a golf league the other day. Yeah, and Kim Kardashian made an appearance. She did, and that's what I'm saying. That's her power. Even we were talking about <laughs> the Saudi Arabian golf league. Kim oh. K is making an appearance. There's not a corner of this world she doesn't touch. And that was exactly. actually, and that, that was going to be one of my boys' clubs. Listen, and let's get into it because I said this the other day. I think Kim K knew about Bill and Melinda Gates splitting up before <laughs> anybody else. Not anybody else, but like she knew before we did. You know she had a text. Because she's a billionaire. Wait, she's just living in a different right circle. Now? I'm curious. So I've defended her really openly on this podcast because you say all the Kardashians are bad. And I was like, no, I love Kim You say all the Kardashians are bad? Billionaires are not good people. No, and that's a good point. They are out of touch. I think they're fascinating. And I find that I, I like consider them, obviously they're people, but I think of them as like a sociological experiment to look at. I think, yeah. I think Kim K slays at what she does. I don't think all of it's good. No, no, you're right. Like, all the Kardashians are bad. She's are good right. at what that she does. It doesn't them. mean I don't like that. Exactly. What she's doing, you know? I thought I liked her. I thought I liked her for years. But I am... Why did she get dinner with Ivanka Trump for three hours publicly? Whoa, whoa. It's just like, what, what are you doing? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. And Recently? Like, yeah, and I think like Ivanka Trump is like horrible and evil and insane. And, and makes shoes. It, it, the worst thing you can do in this world. <laughs> She's he, a cobbler. And complicit. And Donald Trump is loosely related to the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband because anyone that watches Donald mm-hmm. Trump do what he does and does not say something is bad. So it's a why is Kim getting dinner with Clinton? Oh, they're absolutely Republicans. The Kardashians? Absolutely. But publicly apolitical. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Kendall, I think, is the most slightly political. I think she would... Is it because she could be gay? Possibly. But I also think because she's younger and just like... I don't know. But I thought Kylie was the youngest. But I think Kylie is apolitical because she's, it does not matter to her. Like, it never will. <laughs> yeah, she's a billionaire. Whereas I think Kendall's brand is a little bit more aligned with, like, young, woke Well, people. she did the Pepsi commercial. Well, yeah. Okay, McCann. Okay, McCann. Yeah. So I actually was going to make all of you guys dress up as um, characters in advertising, like in ads. <laughs> Where you dress up as cops and you dress up as Kendall Jenner. <laughs> yeah, I'll carry on a Pepsi all night. I was gonna, I was gonna make someone be Jake from State Farm. I was gonna be Flo. It was gonna be fun, but mm. I didn't get together in time. I would have done that for you. Thank you. But the, she does seem a little bit maybe more in touch, and even well, yeah, I actually don't know what I'm saying. I take it back. No, but, the boys club that I'm in is definitely like I will defend the, not the character, but like the business minds of the Kardashians. No, I know. I think yeah. they're geniuses. Like I think royalty is evil. Mm-hmm. I think the Kardashians are brilliant. So like. There's diff- They're our royalty. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and they weren't. I mean, obviously, like you're born into, with privilege and opportunity, mm-hmm. and like, but both but based on like how much money your parents have, and then also like your identity, like all those things work together to like create a, some sort of system that's not so different than royalty. But at the end of the day, it is America, and you can like work whatever. And oh no, is this a Republican? Am I Reagan now? But like, <laughs> whereas like in the UK, they pay taxes to these people that were born into some fucking family. Mm. That's racist. Like no. you're saying, they still like rather than being born into it, yes. we get to elect in them. some way earned their way yes. into it. Okay, yeah. I also think like like Kim K is the Michael Jordan of reality stars. <laughs> she what? is modality. What oh. modality? She's the Michael Jordan of reality stars. Oh, reality. Okay, reality yeah. stars. Um, and, what, and elaborate. Yes. They've been on TV for like twenty years. They've been on TV since I was like a, a 
a tot. Issa, because she has taken herself from just being, like, she started with the sex tape, right? Yeah. She was on Bravo doing this, like, what we would probably consider kind of trashy reality television. Became a billionaire. Has completely rebranded that show to be, like... She was on E. It was on E, sorry. On E. But it's fine. I but just com- need people to know that we know. We, we know. Anyway. And completely... <laughs> I feel bad. Completely rebranded it on this Hulu show that is has an entirely different tone. It is. They take themselves so seriously... She's a billionaire. She talks her, to yeah. billionaires. She met with the she president. She knows Jeff Bezos. Yeah. She pardoned people, or got people pardoned. I guess she didn't do it. Yeah. I will say, she did come from money, and let's not forget. Well, yeah. of course. Yes. She, came from, no, she came from money. It's I not like don't it's, support it. Yeah. It's not <laughs> but we like can't it's, deny that she is the best reality star. No, I agree. I'm, and Nico, no, I'm fully on your side. Yeah. I love Kardashians. And even watching her on the show that she created, edit photos of herself or something. Yes. It was kind of like, she really does. <laughs> she works. She's working hard. She, she works. She does the nitty gritty. Yeah. They. I think the media has done an incredible, the media and Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner. I've done an incredible job of making me believe everything that they want me to believe about Kim Kardashian. Like, I think she's a good mom. You know what I mean? You said that. And it stuck <laughs> with me. Like, I think you she's a good mom it. because they say it so many times. And I'm like, she has to be. They've said it so many times. <laughs> they said it seven times. Rule of stickiness. <laughs> yeah. I remember. She's a good mom. The people who worked with her on SNL said that she was nice. Yeah. And I do believe that. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I think I also think they're really smart for being as, like, like they're religious. They don't talk about it. They don't tell you who to vote for they like walk the middle line pretty well she met that's like, evil yeah their silence is deafening on it but that but being said they don't get into it in a way that's like genius they really don't get into it she, maddie made this point money. so many times that they they're don't hapless. touch gay people with a 10-foot pole on me and show. maddie talk about that every never Thursday. comes up never comes up yeah no, queerness like is quiet. avoid like avoided at all costs well they, and they don't have any queer friends somehow they used to have one. Simon Hawk. They used to have like, was Simon, it Jonathan? Right? Who's Simon? Jonathan and Simon. They have two gay friends. They both, or no, they're not on. No, they're alive. Oh my god. <laughs> Edit that out. No, they did have gay friends. Jonathan, you're right. Jonathan Chabo or something. Yeah, and he was like on it early seasons. And Simon Hawk. I don't remember Simon. Google. I will. Yeah. For you, I will. But Hilly Bieber's queer, no? No. Really? I don't know. I mean, I Justin Bieber is a trans icon. So that's Sorry. a queer relationship that they're Sorry. in. Sorry. Do you think Justin Bieber likes queer people? Uh, no, because he's super religious. He's like the like the new age religion where they like fly a pride flag. At so his the church. only people that I think that we would ever that are like billionaires that we'd ever want to vibe with, there's two. Obamas, you could say what you want about them. I think they're pretty connected to reality. The second one, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Like you think she's a billionaire? I don't think she's a billionaire. She, no, she no. Google it. Go I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking it up. You think I don't know how much money Julia? I'm looking it up right now. Julia, I she's on my dinner party list, and also Kim Kardashian is. Yeah, I want to pick her brain, but I want no cameras, no phones. But that's to ask attacking questions. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We would all sign NDAs. Like this information is for me. Yeah, I just want to know. I literally liked her two days ago. I liked her before the the Ivanka Trump thing is like is insane to me. I haven't seen two hundred fifty million. So, uh, so. times four. <laughs> Come on, let me have this one. She is Julia Louis a billionaire? She comes no. with oil money. Her I'm parents saying, are oilers. Okay, but her oh person maybe they'll she'll get more someday. But right now, two hundred fifty million. Someone's got to. And she's gonna have to You're just live a with lot that, of I guess. For me today. Huh? She comes from oil money. She comes from oil money. Oh. But she's undeniably talented. Oh, I'm, yeah, absolutely. Funniest person in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm t- 
New Adventures of an Old Christine. This random sitcom that she did between Seinfeld and Veep that's like amazing. Oh, is it good? Icon, it's so good. Veep, I I binged for a while. I haven't finished it, but Veep is Veep. Veep, yeah, so good too. It gives you know how they talk so fast in it. Yeah. It's because I binged it. When I binge something, then I like. Yeah, I watched four seasons of Mad Men and then said, "See you later." Yeah. There's more than four seasons of Mad Men. There's like seven, I think. Right? Yeah, just a lot. That's a long time to invest to not finish it. It's like while you're four in, just keep going. I have a friend who doesn't watch anything past four seasons. Respect. Nothing should be longer than four seasons. Kenzie. I think there's... Kenzie. Yeah. There's new um, Big Mouth out today, I think, or yesterday. Do we care? I'm just saying. I'm imagining no, no, no. That, that, was, <laughs> that felt accusatory. Like, do, like, do we, as a group, are we I loved. I loved Big Mouth in the early seasons. Me too. And I'm very grateful for the community that a lot of people have been employed by it. Um, and I think it's fun, but... I don't know what else they're gonna do with it. I guess I'm interested to see what other yeah. takes they would do. Did you watch Human Resources? Mm-hmm. I liked Human Resources. Yeah, I, think... I actually don't have anything else to add to that. Yeah, I watched the first two seasons. Like it's entertaining. Like I throw it on, you know. Wait, what was the other one? No, I'm not gonna remember it. I don't even remember. What's mm-hmm. the show that was in Central Park? Central Park. Central. Park. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Bell voices somebody in that, and then she she's somebody else I'd like to meet. Yeah, I I, I, I think she seems great. Mm-hmm. I, the way I said that was such a dad. She seems great. Kristen Bell seems great. I'm really struggling to like make sure that well. I'm thinking of the right people. That's like the Veronica Frozen. Mars. Veronica Mars. You, Veronica you Mars? know that show? Oh, are you kidding me? Wait, it the, still holds up. Unless the, the it doesn't, in which case, still be bad. Were incredible, incredible. So funny. Do you so have you seen the show, Nico? Incredible. I have. I have the. Oh, I was gonna say I have the box sets, but you don't care because yeah. Let me get a DVD player, player from. I think it's free on Hulu. Like I think it's on Hulu or Amazon Prime or something. The third She's a detective. season is where it was like, okay, we're done with this. She's a Are young they still PI. making it? So they did a reboot. Like they like yeah, they brought it back. They brought it back for a movie or like a limited series. Maybe. A movie. And it, oh, it was a movie. And it was all the same actors. Which is cool. I love limited series. That's what everything should be. Love them. White. Lotus. You know why? It's because it's like a novel. It yes, it's enough. It's more investment than a movie. Like you learn more about whatever. That's what I thought about White Lotus, but it's not. But there's like a dis, a, an ending, it's right? It's like it's, it's a everything novel. ties up. I hate a yeah. cliffhanger. A cliffhanger. No, yeah. it, because it's got the depth of character that a novel provides, and also a single story that's like can be explored yeah. through a longer lens. Did you watch White Lotus? Yeah, they're doing a second season of that, which I'm not really sure how that's gonna work. I think it'll be a complete, like a different novel. True. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same characters. Only Jennifer Coolidge is back, but I don't even know. Really? All different people. All Fascinating. Different people. Is she? She's a good actress? She, yeah, she slayed in White Lotus. Did you watch I the haven't seen it Watcher, yet. The Watcher? Uh-uh. Kind of weird. I don't know. You don't need to. She's such a big personality. Like, I want to like her. I just wow. haven't seen her in anything. She's wow. been famous for so long. <laughs> Wait, did you watch American wow. Pie? I think that's the difference between my age and your age. I've like, seen American Pie. Dude, when he wants to fuck the pie, isn't that it? Stickler's mom in that movie. Yes, that's the whole movie. That mm-hmm. is that's the whole movie. Remember when she was in that? It's she been a plays long time. his hot mom, and that was twenty three years ago. I love hot moms. That's she's that's her in that movie. And then remember Legally Blonde. Well, it's mm-hmm. Legally Blonde too, but also the first one. Yeah. She says, "You look like you a look, hot dog." You look like the Fourth of July. <laughs> that's what it is. You look like the wow, you look like the Fourth of July. <laughs> that's a hilarious wow. line. Wow. I'm taking the dog. Yeah. <laughs> first one. I'm taking the dog. Wait, so did you say everything you wanted to say about stand-up? I do think that that's a really interesting topic that you brought up. Oh, I was just like, it's just the obvious one, because, like, why like why am I on this All podcast? All of your friends <laughs> are stand-up comedians. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you your think... family was going to be like, she's on a podcast. Do you think that we 
do you have any? I would just love your opinions on like, on you guys. I'm not other specifically, but just in general. I go to a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. I do think you guys are funny. I do think I could uh, do some of your sets at this Wait, point. Do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Do one joke. <laughs> no, because like, after I say that, I'm gonna butcher it, and then everybody's like, do we so have she's any a liar. Jokes that we've been doing that you're like, maybe put it on the shelf for a bit. No, because I'm a bad like I'm a bad litmus test for that because I think I've seen it so many times. You're a real person. I am a real person. I can guarantee that. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, all of my like new Brooklyn friends, all the ones I've made since I've moved here and like in this area, they're all stand-up comedians. And even sometimes, like I was saying earlier, like Damien or like when our friends will like introduce me to other people, they're always also stand-up comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing. Like I clearly am. Is Rachel Carwitz an improviser? out. Yes, and actor and sketch. She's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Oh, she's, she's great. Incredible. The whole world. She's great. And that's the thing that I think is like stand-up comedians because you guys have really had to figure out your voice. I think you guys are all like very just dis- have very distinct personalities, and I I think that's fun. Like it's it's there's nothing more like lovely than to meet a person who knows who they are. Oh, that about. is really sweet. <laughs> Wait, that's so but nice. do you, like do you know what I mean? That's how yeah. I feel about you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Wait, I feel like I want to write that down in my notes app. I think it's recorded. We we'll record. I'll, I'll remind you. Can you keep it? Does want that part in? Yeah, of course. It, it was nice. I love that you call your friend. I love the way you said you guys as if you're our pre-K teacher. <laughs> I call my friends about the things these guys do. You, guys <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't believe what these crazy kids do. I love to brag do. about you guys. I That's do. That's very sweet. I go mom mode. We brag about you too. <laughs> and all the commercials that you write. If we go on tour, do you want to come? Yes. Just for the hang. For the hang. <laughs> In the uh, in the in the uh, green room, yeah, in the hotels and whatnot. But um, I do think I do think a lot of my friends back home are confused as to why I'm hanging out with a lot of stand-up comedians that don't do stand-up, mm. which is valid. Do you ever get the urge? No. Mm. No. Yeah, I feel like if you were going to, you probably would have by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you, so. You obviously have a skill. The skill is copywriting, marketing, advertising whatever you writing say. do you have any podcast producing podcast all even oh yes yeah who was very hot in the news this week by the way i know i for and for the boys at home <laughs> i uh did a podcast for ultra beauty and it almost got canceled wait why because there was there was a lot of like controversy around it i meant that caitlin jenner said something crazy about dylan mulvaney didn't that happen uh probably dylan mulvaney she just like met with biden randomly Wait, why did your podcast get canceled? Because Dylan Mulvaney was on it, and people hate her. Why? Because people are transphobic. Like, she's a great person. You're talking Arkansas. Almost can't, like, crazy people. I always say Arkansas, and I think that <laughs> I, I, I have to stop saying Arkansas, because I think that that diminishes the re- real reality that I'm talking Connecticut. Connecticut. Or, like, up the road. Mm-hmm. Or, like, downtown. Long Island. Soho. Soho? You're saying Soho is... I think there's Republicans fucking everywhere. People that live yeah. in their own little worlds. That's why I've been taking to my Instagram story one time to be like, y'all, we gotta do what we gotta do. We gotta do what we can. To I've be like, been taking to my Instagram story once. <laughs> but I had two slides. I deleted the second one. But I, on the second slide, I said, if you are not an insane person, you're not a Republican, you're a moderate. And I meant it. Wait, but back to your thing. Do you think that you would ever want to apply those that skill set that you have to something like stand-up comedy? Like, would you want to work on the marketing side of like the comedy oh. world? I think I would, I don't know. That's very like, what do you want to do with your life? Which is like a very scary question. Yeah, that's crazy. No. You're literally, I mean, you are the richest person I know. You are also 23. I am I'm 23. I have the world ahead of me. I think I realized that my dream is to 
write really fun podcast episodes because I'm obsessed with This American Life, not an original take. But I really, really love, like, I love storytelling on the radio. Issa, you've got a great voice, too. I think you'd be an excellent podcast. I was just told I have a lisp. Wait, you can have a lisp and still have a podcast. Okay, that's a really good point. (laughs) I also don't think you have a lisp. I don't think I I I have one either. So I have a lisp. I don't think either of you do. Okay, so you want to do... We're jumping back in. Like, we want to do podcasts. I think I do. I, I like to write stories, like short form stories, and I think no one's going to read them. So what if I tell it to them in their ears? Yeah. When they're walking to work. Like maybe Wait, that's so cool. Because that's it, awesome. I don't know that that exists right now. I yeah, it absolutely does. Wait, like on what? Like all the ones that I listen to and just want to recreate. <laughs> this American Life is stories. This American Life is like, yeah, some of them are interview based, some of them are just stories. One of my favorite podcasts right now is Heavyweight. Wait, why don't you start a podcast? Uh, because I can't do that okay. to my friends and family. No, but like, I don't know. That's so, I feel like that. Oh, well, you actually are producing one of your work. Yeah. That feels cool and like something that doesn't really exist. I love, I love people. Okay, so because we're stand-up comedians, mm-hmm. we're very used to just being like, we're scrappy little fucks that we'll do whatever we need to do to figure it out. And we just like walk around in this world where we are very aware that we're building our lives. And I love that. I think that's also why I'm like, I love being friends with you guys because you guys are have so much ambition and so much drive that it's like, okay, I, I love my job. It's not my dream, right? Mm-hmm. I, I really do love going to work. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. But I think if I wasn't surrounded with people who are constantly like have this dream that they've had for years and are really putting their all into it, that I think I would lose a little bit of the drive that I have to like do my own creative endeavors. You would die a little early. A little early, how if I didn't know you. <laughs> okay, but because well, I think, so it's like we're comedians, so it's very obvious the way that we do that, but there are also people who want to be producers, mm-hmm. people who want to be managers mm-hmm. that are also like scrappily, like randomly picking up clients or scrappily, randomly producing comedy shows. I right. think with the hope to be like a hot shot producer one day. Sure. So like the grind looks different for different people. It's just like stand-up's the most like obvious way that I think it exists. Whereas like maybe there's like a grind related to the podcast narrative is yeah. what you want to do. I mean, the the crazy thing about, like, you know, the tech today is you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, you, I remember one time I woke up and I... You're in it right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a podcast You can do anything right you want. <laughs> you, can do, you can do whatever you want. So, it really is just, like, deciding to do it, and that's vulnerable and scary. Of course. I, it's scary to say what you want out loud. I think it having, is. you know, what my biggest advice to you would be, and I think this helps both of us, is have a partner in it, and then you will do it. Because you, somebody else is holding you accountable and you can both admit to yourself that you want to do something. Yeah. And somebody else is telling you you're not crazy for wanting this. And, and, you can and that like, means a lot, especially when you're like nervous about it. I never would have done my 30 if, when did you say it was 2.30? I don't know, sometime this summer? Sometime this summer I was really sad about what's his face. And, and you were like, let's do 30. And then it literally gave me this thing to like, I don't know what my stand-up goals were before. Like mm-hmm. I think I was like loosely whatever but like then suddenly for the three months after that I like had this thing that I knew I had to work for yeah you just speak simply because you said that yeah and it, it is nice to be like because it, it is scary to see your dreams out loud but when you say it to somebody who's like I also want to do that you kind of are in this secret little club Wait, yeah, like I, want to together. I want to start a podcast that's narrative and funny you want to write some stories yeah well, I would love to write some stories for a podcast okay and also, I think you would be able, I mean, I don't know the format you'd be going for, but like you have so many people you could hit up to be like, will you submit a story for this? Would you read a story on this? You yeah. Know what I mean? You've got a million people you could ask. Yeah. And that's also a really cool thing about being friends with you guys is everybody's down to do something creative. I yeah. Really everybody's down to be plugged. <laughs> <laughs> We're making a joke. 
Homegrown podcast. Somebody, somebody's credit someday is going to be like, you've heard this comic on Issa Leone's podcast. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. That's what it's going to be called. Issa Leone's podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually creative. Nothing creative. It. Nothing creative. We save it for the work in the podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so that's a boys, club, a boys club you are a part of, right? No. Stand up. Wait, no. So what is a boys club you are a part of? Oh, well, we talked about the Kardashians how much I We did talk about the Kardashians. That's what you said. And then, oh, I also have... Wait, what's Navigators? Oh, that's a voice club I'm not a part of. It's that... And Nico knows this really well. I will get lost in a roundabout. Like, I... Just looked at it. I think it was a funny one coming. Wait, I'm ready for it. Oh, maybe I do. Uh, But it's just like, I don't know where I'm going. Because I don't know if I'm in that voice club or not. This one? (laughs) Okay, wait. Can we bring it up? Come on. Let me know. Let me know what it is. Um... All my cousins are in it. Tell me. So, uh, one of the voice clubs that I think I'm a part of is uh, I am, like, the gay cousin. Oh, I thought it was that you had a gay cousin. (laughs) (laughs) No. I I have one. Like, you're in it. You're a gay cousin. Yeah, you're the, you're, and you might be the gayest cousin. You think so? According to your stand-up. Yeah. I think I am. I am, like, my nails are painted. I talk kind of (laughs) gay. Yeah. I'm also... Uh, I'm definitely the gay cousin on one side. The other side, I have another gay cousin, but... A friend. Yeah. That's nice. Joey, he came out, mm, like, a year or so ago. How old is he? He's in college. He, like, is a sophomore in college. How many cousins do you have total on that side? Mm, seven or eight, probably. Mm. Yeah. I just feel like, I have, like, 20 Six? cousins. Six and cousins. all straight. That's what they tell me. No way. I mean, 20? No way. I have a lot of cousins. Some of them My dad's, like, one of eight, so He's it's, a, like, very easy have to have a lot of cousins. cousins. I'm, and I'm sure I do. And boys at home, you have gay cousins. Too. <laughs> you all have gay cousins. Even if you are the gay cousin, you have gay cousins. That's how it works. I just think it's a... So they've been recently, like... I've been... I never came out formally. I don't know if you guys ever, like, did the whole, like, balloon backdrop, sit down your parents situation. I was drunk. Yeah? <laughs> I told my dad in a car and I cried, and then he was like, you don't have to cry about it, it's okay. That's very sweet. And then we had a two-hour lunch where we talked about it. That's nice. Yeah. Where was the lunch? At Village Tavern in the Rinalda Village attached to the Wake Forest University Rinalda campus. <laughs> and that was a short story. I was uh, I was 20 when I was a junior. It was my junior spring. And we had, I had just finished a, like a spring exhibition game against NC State that I played horribly in because I knew I was going to tell my dad after and I was so anxious oh the whole time. God. Yeah. And your dad was like, I got to tell you, I hate Kevin. <laughs> no, I had already broken up with Kevin at that point. I hate Kevin. He said he was waiting for this to come. Your dad said that? Yeah. I, they have not been surprised really at any juncture. Well, because when I was five, I was already like, I wanted them to call me Michael for a long time. And I was like very much living out my boyhood until I was probably 11 or 12. Middle school is when I kind of like dove back into the closet. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. Well, I was talking about this with Maddie yesterday because I was saying like, I think more people are going to come out sooner and figure it out about themselves sooner. But I do think still, like, middle school, like, you don't even want to admit you like anybody or anything. Yeah. So, like, you're just like, I'm just going to go with, like, whatever is, like, quote, normal. Yeah. And even if, like, people are like, yeah, being gay is fine, it's still, like, admitting that you like something or someone. So, you just, like, I feel like that would still be kind of, like, a tough time to, like. Yeah. Trying to, to navigate you know? what normal even means when you're, like, a queer kid is hard. Oh, absolutely. Just being like, okay, so you're supposed to just act natural. And you're like, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, she gets to say that she likes him. Like, don't I? Yeah. Should and I be doing that? That's where the delayed adolescence comes from. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. 
I think that really fucked me up. Maybe we could keep this and we cut it, but I feel like the relationship that I just got out of went on really long because it was. I think that's a delayed adolescence thing. Say more. I think that. I think that if queer people practice having. I mean, there are a lot of straight people in shitty fucking relationships, but I think that if queer people practice having healthy relationships earlier in their lives and were able to experiment yeah. more earlier, then maybe we wouldn't get to 28 and be having like a really weird. Figuring, doing all the things you're supposed to do in high school and have those like weird like you said that like my publicist and college <laughs> in your early 20s you no know, yeah. i didn't date in high school and like i'm i wasn't out in high school no i wasn't um and yeah i feel like i missed out on that i didn't date boys or girls in high school i just keep it to myself and then you go to college and you're like, what am I supposed to, how do I go on a date? <laughs> how, do I, yeah. how do I tell people I like them? How do I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait. Oh my God. I just tell you That's what? like, sex head should not just be like, here's some diseases you could get. They're on a condom. It needs to be more like, here's how you express yourself. This is like consent. And like, this is how you talk yeah. to people. And this is how you like go on dates. This is how you tell people you're into them. Like, this Wait. is what it should feel like. You know? That is literally what sex head needs to be. Especially when you're in like fourth and fifth grade and they're like you're gonna get a period and it's gonna be crazy and everybody's like ah it's like also should be like and if you care about somebody you should tell them and you yeah. know what i mean like that's what you need to be <laughs> learning so those sweet. things you know okay so i literally saw a guy at SoulCycle that i was like i think i'm supposed to marry that person <laughs> and then i slid into his dms and now we're going on a date on tuesday that's nice. so nice good Maybe for you this, but i was like wait we can just tell people no, yeah no, we, I know. that never I always said that was insane. It's so well, hard, sometimes, though. and, like, now, like, you know, when you're in a... Especially now, you're out of school, so there's no, like... You don't feel like people are watching you. Flirting is so normal. Normal. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, sometimes people will come up to me, and they, like, are clearly flirting, but I don't catch it. Mm-hmm. And then they leave, and then I'm in bed that night and be like, oh, like, we were supposed to go out, or we were supposed to kiss, or yeah. we were supposed to do... Like, I can never... I never know when people are flirting. No, there's so many times in my life where I was like, oh, there were, like, really intense vibes there, but I was... Okay, this goes back to what you just said about how people, or, or maybe, I don't know, one of you brilliant minds. <laughs> Thank you. About how, like, it's, it's weird to like anyone. I feel like for so long I, that, that is true, it's like I would never be interested in anything or anyone, because then you're opening yourself up to, like, I think it changes. It's vulnerable. vulnerable. It's vulnerable. It is You're vulnerable. opening yourself up, even friendships, like you're opening yourself up to loss. So I'm very, like, guarded, mm-hmm. cage, and I think part of that is, like, gay, didn't want to be and then part of that is like getting sober and like just like being like I don't know it like made me very like internal like very to myself mm-hmm. and yes and then I recently realized that you can actually say whatever you can just you ask people out well especially in like a like I think I won't in high school <laughs> and college um you are if you ask somebody out who's in your class or whatever, like, and they say no, it's awkward, you know, because mm-hmm. you're like, I have to see this person. But, like, some random person you meet at a party or so cycle, you'd be like, this is so low stakes. If you say no, we'll probably never see each other again. Never see them again. It doesn't matter, you know? Part of it is also, like, I think, okay, I think that I, there's two things. Like, after that relationship, part of my thing was, like, wait, I am so good at that. I can do that with whatever I want. Like, I liked being doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, also, um, I feel like a star, so I feel like we have to cut this. But I'm like, wait, I'm really confident. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. I'm funny. I'm confident. I'm like, mm-hmm. can can. And so it's like, if you say no, that's fine. But I'm a star. I want you, you to want the most for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna feel like, confident in something too, and especially when it's who you are. Like that's. A... Yeah. 
completely. Mm-hmm. Demand. I want the whole cake. That's a very soul cycle thing to say. <laughs> you deserve the whole cake. What was? They say that while you're working out. But like the whole, like the whole pie. The whole pie. Like don't leave anything on the table. What was? What okay. was that got us into this? Oh well, I was asking. And golf crew. Yeah, I was asking Our if you guys crew. came out formally because I never did. Mm. And so like. Do your parents know? My mom does. And my podcast now. My dad doesn't listen to podcasts, so. <laughs> It'll be fine. He might be the whistleblower. <laughs> We're going to put paid out behind this. <laughs> um, no, so I never came out formally. I came out to my mom also in a car, mm-hmm. kind of looking forward. You know? You don't cars have, are good. You, you don't have to make eye contact at all. That's why people talk in cars. Oh, and you talk about everything in a car. Because you're not looking at each other. But then when I came to, when I went to college, it was obviously easier to do it because you're away from home. You're away from people, the car thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place to talk about. I'm going to be in more cars. Go on. Uh, <laughs> we'll go on a road trip. We'll go on a road trip. Um, that would be fun. Tour. <laughs> kind of fun tour. A working road trip. But you were saying. Uh, but then I went to college and it was like, who cares? No one knows me here. I'll tell people that I kiss women. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. And then now that I'm out of college and I live far away from home, I li- I'm from California and I moved to New York City. Um, and obviously, we're around a bunch of queer people. I'm saying it all the time. Almost exclusively, honestly. No, truly almost exclusively. Mm. And so, my co- I'm not hiding it. So, my cousins have started to pick up on it. And they're, it's really sweet because they're, like, trying to be supportive. But they just, they don't know how to be. And yeah. they don't know what's right to ask. And they don't know what they can't ask. And the other day, like, my cousin came to visit me. And we were just chatting. And I was wearing literally this ring. It's just an orange ring. Mm-hmm. And my sister comes up to me and she goes, do you wear that ring because you're a lesbian? <laughs> Crazy thing to tell me. Yeah, well. It's, and it's literally Wait, just an orange ring. younger one? My older sister. How old is she? She's 29. Sally? Yeah. Come no. on. She, and it was just, it was one of those, she was clearly like being silly, but I was like, what are you literally saying? And then I posted on my Instagram story because I thought it was funny and my cousin swiped up on it and he was like, yeah, I think that's a pretty gay ring. <laughs> and I was like, I do not know what you're going to be saying to me right now. And my third cousin, sorry, there's so many cousins in this story. Um, I think that's a gay thing. My, I don't, I don't think so either. I really like it. Um, but and if it were gay, if it were gay, what's wrong with that? But uh, my other cousin Avi was then trying to explain to my cousin, like my sexuality. But she was so cautious about the terms she was using because she was so scared of offending me. So she was like, no, Isa has a game with the ladies in New York, which I don't, but it's very flattering. <laughs> and and she also has game with the men, and that's b- by, probably bisexuality, right? <laughs> she was like asking me. Um, so it's fun. It's fun to be the person that they come to with questions and also those crazy statements. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because they're always way more hellbent on f- nailing down terminology yeah. and being like, I need to know exactly what this is. And it's like, it, just and whoever I bring home to introduce to you guys, nice. fucking be nice. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of them are like, they are really like, well, you say you're gay a lot. And to them, that just means like, oh, you're a, you're a lesbian. Mm. And so they, they get really shocked when I'm like, oh, I think he's cute. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh. Yeah, straight people are always way more hellbent on like boxing things in. It doesn't make like, sense to them. So yeah, they, want a they are so boxed in. It's like, baby, calm down. It's okay. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. I also think maybe some of them think that I'm gay because I live in New York City now. And <laughs> it will do that to you. It's in the water, folks. So <laughs> be be be, uh, be careful. Well, that's what I do wonder about my like extended family in general. It's like they all just like live in. Oh yeah, my extended family in general. Like they all just like live in. 
not here, but I think there's something about like New York or an urban place where it's like, oh wait, you just ask yourself those questions. You're like, oh, am I this? Am I interested in this? Whereas mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of other people that can like really blissfully happily go through life and like never like assess themselves in that way, especially if you don't have a voice that is like mine and mm-hmm. then you just skate through life normal. Well, particularly well, for queer women, I feel, don't you think? I, well, I was going to say moving out of like moving away from home mm-hmm. when you don't have a lot of those like moving from, away from the town you're part of. Yeah. Because you're right. Like a lot of people don't have to ask themselves those questions because they're kind of just stuck in whoever they were in high school, mm-hmm. you know, or they can like, they're like, this is comfortable and this works and these people know me this way. So I don't really have to change much or ask myself those things. But then you move, if you move far away, you're, who are you? You have to figure that out on your own. Yeah. I, I said this when we talked to Damien, I truly don't know that I ever would have figured it out or like come to this conclusion had I not been around other trans guys because mm. I I don't know I just feel like unless you like see it and live around it you're not I don't know I'm amazed that people do find a way to figure it out I guess using the internet and like books and stuff now, it is, it's like, nice to see yourself and other people yeah or just to be like oh okay cool people live like this and they yeah and they seem happy and they seem good <laughs> and that's great and I can be that yeah. too yeah but it's amazing to me, anybody that could figure it out, just, like, Jessie saying she's known she's been into women since she was, like, in middle school. I'm like, how the fuck did yeah. you get there? People who come out early, I'm, like, I'm always a little jealous. I wish I could have, like, lived that. Yeah, that it's hard to know. A little bit. I'm happy with where I'm at, so I'm not, like, I don't regret not growing up more, I don't know. It's complicated, but I, I it is what it is, you know, at this point. Yeah. I came out early, but I feel like I didn't have relationships or even, like, sex early. Yeah. I was culturally gay early. <laughs> that makes sense. When did you come out? How old were you? I was 17. Okay, yeah. That was early. I was, seven, I was 17. <laughs> and the cops had just driven me home. Drifting off into... <laughs> yeah. And my parents said, why are you always drunk? And I said... And they said, no, why are you always drunk? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we know, not a problem. <laughs> They're like, we already got they one of those. I said I was bi. I hate commitment. To, I, I ease into That's why you're Gen Z. I, I'm a little, yes, thank you so much, but I do love Nancy Pelosi. And, mm-hmm. But I ease into things like I, even Crazy when I got, that you're doubling down on that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that when you see the January 6th tapes of Nancy, Jesse's birthday Jesse's tapes. birthday tapes. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Holding it down, you're going to be like, holy shit. Like, wow. she's fucking amazing. But, um, I, like, I started with by, but then even when I got sober, I would try not to tell people, so I wasn't trapped. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if I change my mind, or what if I don't want to be sober anymore, or, like, what if I just want to fucking relapse? Like, what if I don't want to live my whole life like this? And then mm-hmm. it's like, eventually, you, like, grow into it. I even think that, like... Accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, no, I'm going to my break man. But, like, the breakup, like, I feel like that was a similar ease into things where it was, like, little baby steps that are, like, you're slowly, like, disconnecting from this and, like, yeah. kind of make, yeah, making it as, like, easy as possible to go back while also, like, moving on. It's weird. Because, like, what if I don't want to leave? What all if of, I change my mind? Literally coming out, getting sober, and that breakup, I think all of were, like, very similar But I think I've heard that, like, fear a lot, especially with people who are, like, picking a label with in terms of their sexuality yeah but i think instead of like i think you just have to be okay with changing our minds like that's so normal yeah it's that's just, what it means to be queer it's to ebb and flow a little bit yeah and it's ebb like and flow. 
if you want to use this term today and this term tomorrow, like, I'm I'm not going to yell at you. Like, you're, yeah. you're figuring yourself out. And I think I, that's cool. All these things, do, like, Damien on the pod was like, because I had that about whether or not I could say I was queer. And he said, well, if you're dating someone and they come out as non-binary, what would your reaction to that be? And I was like, I just never thought about that. I don't even know what the answer to that question is. So, like, I feel like, like, what you're, and then I was like, am I attracted to, my dad will be mad about this. Am I attracted to, did I say this to you? or my therapist, to dicks or to masculinity. Mm-hmm. And those are not the same thing. And it was like, okay, well, that does affect what you're Thank you for saying that. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it's like, those are literally not, those are different things. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the like, thing. I think there's so many people, like, if you were in a long, committed relationship and the, your partner, like, transitioned or something, I feel like there's a lot more people than would consider themselves queer that yeah. would stay with their partner. If they're really, I don't know. I feel like... They'd, or they, it might not work out in some cases, but I feel like in a lot of cases it probably would. I feel like you would then, you were then in a queer relationship, right? And yeah, and you okay just didn't know that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not gonna work. Yeah. Okay, Issa, what is a boys' club you would like to see in the world? Okay, and I, of course I wrote it down. Oh, the only one I wrote down for the boys' clubs I want to see in the world is. Um, I don't watch Marvelous Miss Maisel, but I did see the second season where they all go to camp as like a family and they do like adult camp. Okay. I want that for our friends. I was just thinking that yesterday. I want to do like, but I, I, yeah, I would love to camp. I would love to, and we don't have to go. I know a lot of our, I know a lot of like our friends don't want to do like the tent situation. I'm looking at you, Nico. I was going to say, name me. (laughs) But like, I think there's something beautiful about like the magic of friendship. (laughs) When you go to somewhere where you don't have internet connection, yeah, and you have to sit around a campfire and you have to tell scary stories, and then you have to stay up really late and eat a lot of marshmallows, like you, like those are required. It's the only thing that people are asking to for of you, yeah, is to like be a friend. Issa, I was when I was driving to Connecticut yesterday. The leaves are in perfect fall bloom, where like they are like deep golds and maroons, and it's amazing. It looks gorgeous. And the whole time I was driving, I was like, it would be so fun if we were all going to like a lodge this weekend. Yes, and I love. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And we I, can absolutely do it. Go upstate, get a little cabin. And I, but I would want like activities. Of course. Sleepy Hollow. Let's go to Sleepy Hollow, the real town. That's like not far. No, it's not at all. <laughs> just, we can rent a car. We can rent a car from this little lot that I know. And I just think so. We we recently, maybe not so recently now, but when we went to Long Island mm-hmm. a million years ago, that felt like camp to me. Yeah. Like we, we went played to baseball. This, we, we went played to the baseball. pool. We went to this. Um, our friend's like dad had a house. That he invited all us to stay at Damien. Damien on the water. for the boys at home. There was we were on the water, but there was also a pool, which is what we Wait, spent most of our time at. No, he was renting an Airbnb out there for the month. Yeah, but it was like really lovely. We played code names. We had like fluffernutter sandwiches for lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. we were just having fun, and we played improv games in the pool. Mm-hmm. A beautiful place because you can't touch your phone when you're in a pool. Yeah. yeah, you don't even want to touch your phone. There's something beautiful about. I feel like people in their twenties, even in New York. When we go out, it's like people go clubbing. That's what people do. They go to bars, mm-hmm. they go to clubs. They it's like these very restaurants. Even it's like this very organized way of being rail against dining. <laughs> even these places where they eat, and you don't know what's going on back there and what they're putting in these things. I, so that's what I liked about LA. I feel like LA the social seems like a little bit different. Like it was more like like a hike would be literally a thing that people would just do. Like just we just but we go to the park. That's true. I would I would love a more like daytime hang schedule for yeah. sure. We recently went to Matt Albino's birthday party and he had his car so pumpkins. 
Also, like, the biggest so apartment I've ever seen. Gorgeous. Well, it was a six-bedroom. He didn't live there. It was not his apartment. It was a friend's. Six-bedroom locked apartment. It's massive. How many bathrooms? Two. But there's one. Where? Bushwick. Wait, I love the idea of living with six people. No, it does feel like a sitcom for them, for sure. I think it would depend on the six people. If it was, like, us three, Jesse, Maddie, Jen, <laughs> who else? I feel like me and Jen would be, like, low-key the introverts of that apartment. You guys would have to have so much fun together. You guys would have the upstairs. I think I would annoy And you. the rest of us would have the downstairs. She would be mad at me. No. no. She would love you. I think she's mad that I'm posing in pictures too much. No, she's I not. <laughs> I do not think that's true. Jen, when you hear this part, write in, tell Connor you're not annoyed with him. <laughs> <laughs> Connor thinks you're mad at him. Um, she, she has to notice my armpits. I've been so bad. I think people sweat and that's normal. Yeah. Did you notice during the 30? I wasn't looking. I only noticed it afterwards when you oh. got off. Okay. Oh, when I got off stage? I was well, because you went. Did, did you see my armpits? And I said, Yeah, I see. Because <laughs> you pointed them out. That's yeah. what I noticed. I probably wouldn't have picked up on it if you had not brought it up. Yeah. Wait, I should probably shave my armpits. I Okay, why? this is the first time I've ever said this on the pod. I'm very pro, like, body hair. I think that, like, why are we shaving our armpits? Gay men in particular. Do gay men shave their armpits? Yeah, they love to do that. Fascinating. But now I'm like, but if I keep getting these pictures back and my armpits are sweaty, then I gotta do something about it. My armpits, I don't, I shave my armpits and I'm a sweaty girl and I sweat through shirts. Could you imagine if I shave my armpits? Yeah, I was gonna say, I think think you will. I think think that the hair is not the problem. You have to use antiperspirant. Crap, I just like hate that. No, I think it's bad for you too. It's carcinogenic. Yeah. Okay. So. But boys, that's what I want to be part of. Camp. 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 Camp for adults. I didn't do camp, like in my high school, some of the kids did. Did Did you guys have FFA? Future mm-hmm. Farmers of America. Oh, oh what's yours? That was. Oh, I don't know, actually. Oh. Future Farmers of America? Mm-hmm. No. FFA. So it was like this... No, we didn't have that. A lot of the FFA kids would do, like, these camps in the summer. Um, I did theater camp. Yeah, I just think camp I did soccer camp. Fun. <laughs> I did Girl Scout camp and engineering camp, because I was going to be an engineer. Wow. Wow. Okay, How did that not come up until right now? Uh, <laughs> also, because I didn't camp. become an engineer. Yeah, I was a Girl Scout till high school. That's a boys' club. Did you sell cookies? That is a boys' club. I should have thought of that. Yeah, I sold cookies up until high school. That's kind of like liberal organization. Now. You be- yeah, it's super liberal. You do become like the you know where it was founded. Girl Scout cookies, Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> Juliet Gordon Lowhouse. You know that person? Well, she's been long dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know shout what? out to her. I, yeah, I don't even know if we should shout her out. I just know she's the founder of the Girl Scouts and the and Juliet Gordon Lowhouse. Who I mean, she was from the early 1900s, so I'd bet her politics are probably not in line with what we think today. People even from 2005 are problematic. Yeah. <laughs> um, Second be, Bush administration. Bad. Even worse than the first. Girl Scouts being liberal. <laughs> I had my first kiss with a girl at Girl Scout camp. Oh, good for you. God, <laughs> yeah. write the no, not the one. Take it out. It's like kids. Write the. Sweet movie. <laughs> uh, it's the coming of age film. Write the yeah. story and record it as a podcast. It was in a tent. Anna Sophia Rob will come and do the voice. <laughs> Who? Anna, Anna Sophia Rob. Come on. Of course I've seen it. Josh but Hutcherson Josh, comes I saw up it once twice straight not narrow. Him. I was so in love with him. I saw it twice. And he loved gay people, but he wasn't one, but he loved gay people. But he's straight not narrow. Exactly. He was the face That's of That's such a funny narrow. phrase. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was thinking about that earlier because you were talking about like Gen Z it's, isn't it funny that when I say I was thinking about something that I filtered on the pod but I when you were saying yeah, there's um, one podcast that's existing here and one that's existing up in your mind <laughs> that's but, the director's cut <laughs> there's one when you were saying like that, that things are like impactful 
like, ACAP was impactful on your sister. Mm-hmm. Well, I think straight but not narrow was impactful on my generation. And also, don't say gay. And also, stop saying the R word. Mm-hmm. Those things were, like, very hot at the time. Camp. <laughs> Camp, yes. Yeah. That, that is a boys club. And if anybody wants to, I'm famously not great at organizing things. But I will go every time. Who's good at organizing things? Mm. Damien. Damien is good. When's your birthday? It just passed. Just, it just it passed. passed. September. Mm. Yeah, I think it might be too late for us, to, but next fall, we got to do it. I know. Because there is something nice, like, like about, about going to a camp and then having, like, a structure. This obviously would not be what we do. But one that I would love to see in the world that is, like, going to a camp and then being like, okay, you're going to go to lunch, and then afterwards you're going to spend 30 minutes making friendship bracelets. And afterwards, you're going to go to enrichment, and then you're going to go play sports. Do you know, like, yeah. having those activities set up? I don't know why we get rid of those. That's no, really fun. Wait. I love games. Yeah, me too. That should be something. I'm really bad at the sports part, so I will keep score. But other than that... Hey, that's good. You need somebody, too. That's good. And then at the end of the day, you'll just, like, be really tired in a way that feels like you've earned your bed. And yes. Like, or you're just, like, happy to just go collapse and fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But you won't want to go to sleep because you're around fun people. Yeah, and the canoes. And <laughs> the canoes. And the TVs don't work. And then slowly the ghosts come out. Oh, I love do, do, the ghosts coming do, 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 do. out. Awesome. All I right. love you so much. I think you're incredible. Issa, Thanks. this was a fantastic episode. Thank you so <laughs> much for coming on the podcast. Um, a lot of fun. This will come out Monday, so we're not going to edit it at all. We, <laughs> I'm going to edit it tomorrow, but we'll send you... Anyway, we'll talk about that after the pod. Mm-hmm. But um, would you like to either plug or <laughs> unplug your socials so people unfollow you since you're not a comedian? Is this what you imagined it would be? If you are on Twitter, follow Issa at what is it? Oh, I think it's just Issa underscore Leon. Yeah, follow her on Twitter. It's private, so she can decide who she wants to follow and who she wants to not. It's actually you followed me when it was private. I do not think it's private anymore. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. It's Issa with three S's underscore Leon. Okay, Issa with three S's underscore Leon. Um, but know that you're not gonna get any. I, I promise I won't plug any shows. So that's kind of fun. Um, but my, I really stream of consciousness tweets. Hey boys, thanks for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda, that's C-O-N-O-R, panda with a J. You can find me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow both of us at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. We have a monthly show at Club Coming, last week of the month. Uh, if you're in New York City, you better come hang out, come be part of the club. Okay, see you soon, boys. XOXO. Bye. Thank you.